Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of FYI, things are about to get spicy, and today I'm talking about the concept of love. Now, I don't know about you guys, but have you ever just like been sitting and thinking about your life, and do you ever think, am I actually in love, or do I like actually like this thing that I'm doing? Or, I mean, love can go with many different relationships and topics. So, it's really hard to define love from like, similar how it's hard to tell, like, stress away from, uh, apart from, like, drowning. Because your brain doesn't really know the difference, it just knows danger. So, with love, do you like it or do you love it? That's what I'm talking about today. Keep listening. Love, love, love. And what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. I don't really know what that audio is from, to be honest, so I'm sorry if it's from, like, a classic movie. I just know it from TikTok, but, um, as you know, talking about love in today's episode, kind of in honor of Valentine's Day, because, I mean, it's coming up. I mean, well, I guess the day I'll post this episode, it will already passed. That's so unfortunate. Next year, I'll be able to post my Valentine's Day episode, though, on Valentine's Day, which would be so cute, but... I'm a little, little behind with the love thing for this year's episode, so I guess it's never too late. It's never too late. So, how do I truly feel about love? I think love is hard, and not gonna lie, I did write this script at, like, 12 a.m. a few nights ago, because, like, what else do teenage girls do at night besides write podcast scripts? But this whole week, I had been, like, thinking and thinking about, like, love, and I had been, like, asking around, and I came to the idea that I had no idea what love was, like, what is love? No idea, and so I remember one day a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago, because I was in first grade, my first grade teacher asked the class what our idea of love was, and we all said, like, really cute childlike responses, but I remember being, like, really stumped, because I was, like, it's when you really, really like something, which is true, but like is different than love. And I remember her saying, not quite. And so I remember being so stumbled because I was like, well, what else could it be if you don't really, really like someone? And, or something. And so I've been really like dabbling with this concept because I feel like you can't teach the concept of love. And I've been asking people around, friends, and I just like, No one could give me, like, a for sure answer because it's more of a feeling rather than a, like, it's kind of make-believe, if that makes sense. And I would bring up every time my, my little, um, shoot, what's it called? I don't know, my example, I guess, of me saying, like, but I love cannolis, but how do I know if I truly love cannolis or if I just like cannolis? Like, how do I know? I mean, like, I get cravings for cannolis. So does that mean I love cannolis? Because it's more of, like, an emotional, like, intact thing for cannolis. I don't know. So I had to do a little research. The concept of love to a science. Now, society calls this falling in love. And we have no control on how, like, we feel when we fall into, like, this, like, state of happiness. We get, like, all these sweet, warm feelings, and we connect to our heart 
are actually chemical and hormones in our brain. So the first spark of attraction ignites a region buried deep inside the brain called the ventral tegmental area. Now, I think I'm saying this right, but if that doesn't ring the bell, maybe VTA is? That's what it's short for. VTA begins producing a chemical called dopamine, which is like the happy, feel-good like chemical. In the science world, we call them neurotransmitters, but for the sake of you guys, we're going to just call them like brain chemicals. So, in the brain, it secretes these chemicals, and they travel from neuron to neuron, which, you know, helps you, like, sense stuff. And so, the neuron then sends a signal to the nucleus accumbens, which is a round, flat structure, which functions as stimulus control center of the brain. So, this dopamine travels through the brain, and it enters this, like, nucleus place where... It is the stimulus control. And the this, I'm going to call it the nucleus accumbens because I'm probably saying that horribly wrong. I'm going to call it the NA. So the NA creates a production of dopamine flooding your brain, which enchants the feelings of happiness, euphoria, and desire. What this means, increasing levels of dopamine equals euphoria and desire equals greater attraction to the object of your affection which means you're basically, like, high on love, like drugs. Like, how you can be high on cocaine and it makes you, like, super happy. You could literally do that, like, the same thing with love, which is so weird. But maybe that's why it's, like, so hard to let go. And also, your brain can deactivate the amygdala, which I'm pretty sure I'm saying that one right. I am in anatomy, so I will be learning about these very soon. But the amygdala basically controls fear, anger, and sadness, and the brain turns it off, like, during love, which is crazy because, I mean, that makes so much sense. Like, when you're in love, you don't, like, you're not scared. It provides, like, a feeling of security. So, that's love to a concept, a feeling, an emotion, literally a bunch of chemicals being secreted from your brain, like, nonstop. Crazy to think about. But then again, it kind of makes sense. At least to me, it does. So, society's idea of love is something I learned very quickly is that I cannot get advice of what love is from a 16-year-old, which is kind of ironic because I am 16 and I'm giving out advice on this podcast episode, but I would say my advice is different than the rest. <laughs> I I don't know. I I feel like I'm looking at it from more of like a wider view than the kids my age who believe that love is forever. Well, I guess love could be forever. I don't know. Like I said, I don't really know. So most of this stuff could be true. Most of it could not. I remember I was like scrolling through Emma Chamberlain, her like podcast episodes, and I was looking for one to play. And there was one that was like, I forget what it was called, but it was like, just kidding or something like that. Or I changed my mind. Oh, I think that's what it was. And in that episode, she talks about, like, stuff she said when she was, like, younger. And she was like, well, sometimes I still agree with the stuff I said and sometimes I don't. Like, I change my mind. So, I guess the same thing qualifies for me, too. Like, who knows? If I listen to this in 10 years, I wonder if I'll change my mind or if I'll actually just vibe with the stuff I'm saying. So, I don't know. Future podcast episode inspiration. Thank you, Emma.
But anyway, so the kids my age explain how when you're in love, you know that you're in love and how love could happen at any time, which I believe is true. I mean, if you're in love, I feel like being in love would be like a meet cute, like seeing them for the first time, interacting. Actually, I don't know. Do meet cutes even exist? Like, actually? Like, ugh, love is so hard. I still, like, don't understand what I'm talking about, which is kind of funny, but it's fine. Um, people also explain how love can just, like, happen to anyone in an instant. And I believe that could be true, potentially, because your brain does have that capability. I am talking about this like a nerd. I guess maybe I should rename the episode to, like, Scientist Macy takes on love. Anyway, I don't know if love technically appears out of thin air. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like instead of a meet cute, because you could, like, see something and be like, oh, I really like them, and then, like, spend a bunch of time with them and be like, yeah, I don't actually like them. So maybe it's, like, love, like, love doesn't appear out of thin air. You have to actually, like, buddy up with love. Like, have love come to you kind of deal. That's good. That's good. Because, like, either your brain releases the chemicals or not. It doesn't just, like, appear. And you definitely can't make it appear if you want it to appear, which is obvi, but oh well. Kind of sad. Also, just because you are in love at age 16 does not mean you'll be in love forever, because, like, people change. And love doesn't isn't always continuous, because, I mean, the secreting of brain hormones and chemicals and stuff like that, I mean, sometimes they just, like, stop, and you literally can't brain chemical anymore for a certain person so maybe that's why love doesn't last forever but i believe in some cases love does last forever my parents are in a very loving relationship and they've lasted a really long time well they've lasted like 20 years like that's love right there one day one day so also I decided to provide a little definition between like versus love because like I said, my first grade me would be mind blown. Like I had no idea the difference between like versus love, the difference between liking something and actually loving something. So the urban dictionary for like is you admire something because it is. Lulu X Thrift sells the cutest Lululemon items for prices under retail. She spends hours looking for the best items and always has the best colors and styles. Everything on her page is secondhand to support sustainable shopping and in new condition, unless stated otherwise. She does clear out sales and gives bundle deals for buying more than one item at a time. She posts big drops either every week or every other week, so it's important to give a follow and to stay updated. Again, this is at Lulu X Thrifts, all capital. And in my eyes, if something is perfect, then I'd be like, oh yeah, I like it. Which is such a good definition because, okay, I'm going to bring cannolis back into this thing. And I've probably talked about them way too much the past few weeks. But they have been on my craving list. So they're coming back in. But I admire cannolis because I just find them so perfect. Like, I find no flaws in cannolis. I, like, taste it for the first time. 
it's amazing and i'm like wow i like cannolis but with love you admire despite imperfections now with cannolis sometimes they can be like a little like a little dry which is kind of a shame when this happens but like do you like it beyond its dryness if that makes sense beautiful examples coming from the italian kitchen today um that was awful that was an awful italian impression impersonation impression impersonation it's fine um What's the point of love in high school, then, if it doesn't last? Well, love is, like, fun. Of course, it's kind of dangerous feeling because you're, like, messing around with brain chemicals. And it can be addicting. But I just say, let it be. Let it go. I mean, it's, like, obviously we don't know what love is because we've never experienced it before. But if we look for experiences within love, then maybe it'll lead us to this mysterious feeling. I want to love someone, but how? And this is what I was kind of talking about in the beginning. You can't really teach love. Like, you can't just make it happen. Love happens on its own. Like, if you see something and you like it, like, I can't just be like, you know what? I'm going to love eggplant today. Well, technically you could because, like, mind that one thing where you say you can't do it and then you can. What's it called? I don't remember. You can't just, like, make it happen. Like, if I hate math, I can't just make it happen in an instant. Like, it has to come to me on my own. Which, thank God it has, because math is so much more fun when you actually like doing it. So why do we need love? Humans thrive off love to survive. It kind of becomes a survival instinct. If you haven't been able to tell in all the rom-coms, family movies, also Miraculous Ladybug, like, they save each other. Because of love. Like, and they love each other despite how they can't love each other. Oh my gosh, it's such a good series. I will always come back to Miraculous Ladybug and tie it into my podcast episodes because it definitely seals the deal once, twice, maybe three times. Anyway, love gives off affirmation and a sense of security because, as if you remember, there's a part in your brain that will turn off fear and anger and angst. When you're just, like, in love. When you're truly in love. Now, I feel you can have fear and anger kick in in your relationship. Because, I mean, you can't just, like, constantly love someone. Like, you're going to get mad at them, like, once or twice. Maybe a few times. But that's, like, healthy. That shows how much you care. Stuff like that. So many people want the feeling of being loved. Because of these intense chemicals made in the brain. So, it's like, these chemicals, we can't really, like, control them. It's kind of like a, what's it called? A muscle flinch? Where you just, like, oh, when your eye twitches and you're like, You can't control your eye twitch. So, the same thing qualifies for love. You can't actually be like, okay, brain, secrete chemicals. And everyone wants this feeling of being loved because, I don't know, it's really fun. Like, I... I, when I, like I said, well, I haven't said it yet. I'll talk about this later. But when I got back from my ACT on Saturday and I went to dance, everyone was like, hi, Macy. Hi, Macy. And I was like, I felt so loved because I was like, oh my gosh, they missed me. Like, it was crazy. And 
people just like want to feel like they're needed in the world because the world is so big and full of so many people and so many scary things that just the feeling of feeling loved is awesome. It sounds like a TED talk. I feel like I should have like a screen behind me or something. And finally, for my last topic of today, cannolis. Well, like, I know, I've talked about these a lot, but like I said, craving. So, all of this began with me saying, uh, talking about cannolis in my introduction. And over the past few years, human love and food love is seen as equal because we cannot simply survive without food. Which is kind of like crazy because if we can't survive without food we can't survive without love and if we can't survive without the person or thing we love like if we would literally give our life for that thing i think that's love crazy love is so crazy like what's that i'm trying to think of like a movie where uh can't remember oh a good one would be like gray's anatomy like Derek shepherd and um Meredith Grey the amount of times that they've like almost killed each other for each other's lives like spoiler alert like when the ferry boat crashed and Derek like dove into the ice water because Meredith was like drowning and another time during the plane crash when they really needed to like save each other and they like their survival instinct turned on they loved each other so much that's love cartoon love beautiful Now, in summary, love as a concept is super difficult to grasp because there are so many different versions. You can't force love because you can't force your brain to think a certain way, and your brain, sadly, thinks for itself. It's a solo independent. Solo independent. I feel like more of like a separate person inside of me that controls me kind of thing, which is kind of crazy to think about. Like, I am controlled by, like, something else. That's crazy crazy well that's all for this section of my episode but i would like to talk about my week for a little bit before i end this week's episode because it was definitely crazy so this week was i don't know this week was really stressful for me i had a lot to do a lot of tests to take and it has like the groundhog clearly lied because it's been super nice outside lately So I've been trying to get outside to practice my kip up and uh, bounce on the trampoline a little bit, practice some dances outside. It's really nice out. I Maybe I should start gardening because gardening sounds so fun and cute. But I also had been prepping for my ACT, which was uh, my ACT. I, I traveled all the way to Plymouth, Indiana to take this thing. And... I walk in the room and I had dressed in layers because I mean you're supposed to if you go into testing because you don't really know how cold your room's gonna be mine was freezing and I was right by the window I swear it was warmer outside than it was on the inside and outside was 40 degrees like I was literally dying I had I had like goosebumps all over me and it was super distracting while taking my test and also because I was like by the window I kept seeing squirrels and I was like oh my gosh squirrels and I would get distracted I did have accommodations, which gave me, like, extra time, but I went to, like, the end of my extra time with my testing. I I mean, I guess I didn't get distracted too much with squirrels. I did stay kind of focused, but, like, sometimes when I'm, like, working super hard during tests, 
that song by Sia, Unstoppable, plays in my head. And that's just awful. I think I talked about this last week, how that happened with my math test. But that happened with my uh, ACT, too. And it was during the reading section. And I literally, I had to reread it, like, so many times because I just kept messing that up. But I think overall I did pretty good, except for on math. That kind of sucked a little bit because most of it was, like, trig, um, trigonometry and above. Awful. Like, it was literally awful. But everything else was, like, the science was easy, the English was easy, the writing was easy. Mainly because I prepped for mostly writing because on my ACT or my SAT, I did bad on writing. But now it's vice versa. Ugh, that was, it was rough. I think I could do really good if I took it another time, though, to, like, actually prep myself for the math a little bit better. Because, I don't know, that was, I mean, it was kind of hard because I'm only in Algebra 2. Well, honors. But still. I also, once I left, I got McDonald's and then we traveled back to my dance studio to go, like, practice my, um, my hip-hop piece for this year, which is crazy, by the way. But, I don't know, it was just really exhausting. I was already mentally fatigued from my ACT, and then I had to give 100% to this choreographer because I mean he didn't know I was taking my ACT that day so I don't know I just had to like give 100% again but when I got home by the time I got home I was exhausted all I wanted to do was sleep but I hung out with my brother for a little bit and we watched some Henry Danger and we ate calzones together we dined it was beautiful we came upstairs we had a little chat And then I went to bed. Well, at least I tried to. I struggled so badly going to bed because my wisdom teeth, I mean, okay, today my head hurt mentally, physically, and also just like painfully because I had the worst wisdom teeth pain of my life. And I was up till like 12 a.m. because I couldn't go to sleep. It was awful. And I, I mean, I guess I would like, I tried to get on my phone to, like, kind of distract myself from the pain, but it was just, like, I don't know. It it didn't make me feel better. I mean, it didn't make it worse, but it didn't make me feel better, and I was exhausted. So I, like, I don't know. I got, like, a washcloth, and I started chewing on it like a chewy toy, and then I put it away. Where, like, it fell somewhere in my bed. I found it this morning, and I hung it up, so that was nice. But, yeah, I was, like, yesterday was, like, a fever dream for me because I was just, like, my brain, by the time I got home, had literally, like, no, like, I was, like, so out of it by the time I got home. Like, crazy. Anyway, that's my week. Well, technically, that was my Saturday. My week was, like, overall kind of boring, but whatever. It's fine. We're also, in my anatomy class, we're planning to go to a cadaver lab soon, and that's really exciting, but I need my teacher to decide a date so that I don't get my wisdom teeth pulled that same day. So I guess maybe I'll update you guys on that because that's going to be really fun to talk about, I bet. So, well, actually, I don't even know. Within, like, limits. Because, like, I don't even know how much I could talk about it, but on here at least. Anyway, that's the end of today's podcast episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope my tips on love kind of helped out a little bit. 
I, well, I guess I didn't really give much tips. I kind of just gave an understanding basis because I know if I was me like a week ago, I definitely would have wanted to listen to this episode because I just like wanted to know what is it? What is love? How does love like make us feel love? If that makes sense. That was such a weird way of putting it. Whatever. It's fine. I hope this guys helped, or I hope this helped you guys. I hope you have a great Valentine's Day, or had. Can't wait to hear about it later. Make sure you follow my Instagram, which is FYR Podcast, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Mm-hmm.